forever alert, protecting his position of dominance. Yes, you are tuned in to 28 Minutes or Less, and this is S. Foster, and this is episode 6 of 28 Minutes or Less. So I got a lot to cover today, man. Um, the subject matter, there's actually three subject matters today. Um, I need to get into, I've been holding this for a while. It's been a thing that's been um, discussed for about two weeks now, two, three weeks now, on um, this Jacquees situation saying that he's the king of R&B, right? I wanted to chime in on that. So that's one of the subjects. Also, I want to get into Cardi B and Offset, this whole thing that's going on with that. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to that. So um, I get in that a little later in the podcast. But the first thing I'm going to cover today is this Drake and Kanye West situation. Okay. So, the funny thing about this is, you know, I'm not going to go over the tweets. I'm not going to read all these tweets or whatever. But, you know, Kanye come out with about 100 tweets on Instagram talking about basically, you know, Drake owes him an apology. He did not, um, saying that Drake did not, whether he did not give, what's my man name, Pusha T. The information about his son or whatever, right? So he's saying he owe him an apology, saying that he need to stop talking about 350s. He needs to, you know what I'm saying, do all this stuff, keeps Kim's name out of his mouth, all this little stuff like that. That got to do with, you know, when it comes to the, the 350 thing, you know, and Drake was in a French Montana song. And basically said that, you know, don't wait no 350s around me, which I'll get into a little more. Um, but 350s are Kanye's latest shoes. So, like I said, I get into a little bit of that a little later on in this topic. But the whole thing is, when it comes to this whole Kanye Drake thing, Kanye is keep using this whole little thing of mental health. It's one minute he has mental health, then he got sleep deprivation, then he's back to having mental health. Then also in the tweets he's saying that Drake likes to attack people that has mental health and stuff. So it's like Kanye can't make his mind up. And, and, and this is something else. I've never noticed a person that says they have mental health. And they know that they have mental health. Not saying that people with mental health is not aware of it, but he's like the most conscious, like mental health person I've ever seen in my whole entire life. You know what I'm saying? Like he's diagnosing himself. And then when then he's saying that a doctor didn't diagnose him right. And I know I said that I was sick of Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been saying this on the Slow the Time podcast how. I've been sick and tired of talking about Kanye, but this is a totally different subject of the things that I've been talking about when it came to Kanye. So, 
the thing is, so he says that Drake and Travis was that he talked to both of them and both of them were sending threats to him. The funniest thing about this whole thing is that he seriously thinks that Drake is going to kill him. Talking about how Drake got more goons now. You seriously think the hottest rapper, not even rapper, the hottest artist, not in America, but in the world, is actually going to come and kill you? Come on, Kanye, man. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy that he honestly thinks that, oh, well, Drake got more goons, so he's going to come kill me. And then he basically says that he's finally heard sicko mode. Now, this is the funny thing about this. Sicko mode came out what? Mm, Sicko mode came out about what? Four or five months ago. And Sicko mode is probably one of the hottest songs that has came out this year. Talking about the sneak dissing. And if you haven't heard the sneak dissing that he's talking about, I'm going to put a snippet of it real quick. So that's what he's talking about, right? So he's going to sit there. So let's dissect this for a minute. So he says... Now, this is the whole thing. When he says crept down the block, made it right, cut the lights, pay the price, they stay right down the street from each other. Literally, in Calabasas, they stay right down the street from each other. Drive down the street, take a right, cut the lights. You think Drake is really... So, you got Kanye in his house looking out the window, and then you see Drake pass by, and you think Drake gonna pull up. At your house, and then had the nerve to say, you know, to the right, he says, North is at the right. And then he says that if something ever happened to me or my family, Drake is responsible. You really think this is going to be Drake's downfall? Drake's downfall is going to be going after Kanye in a violent way. Like, come on, dude. Like, we're not stupid, yo. Like, you you know you know what Drake got. Drake is in his psyche, like his psyche, so bad. I know Drake is sitting over to the left, thinking this. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> his psyche's jacked up, yo. Like I, I swear, like this dude really got problems. He seriously got problems, and like the great Charlemagne the God said, he believes that when it really took a left, 
Because he also in sickle mode, he says Jesus Christ checks over stripes. Kanye is with Adidas. Adidas got stripes. Checks Nike. Now, Drake was with Nike. Well, Nike slash Jordan. Supposedly, he had a deal with Adidas. He was going to call it Adonis, but from what the word is, Pusha T kind of ruined it for him by coming out with the story of Adidon or whatever. And so I don't know if Drake pulled his deal with Adidas or they pulled it. I, I don't really know what happened there. But what he's saying is checks over stripes. So Charlemagne seemed to think that this has to do with shoes. This has to do with sales. Because think about it. Kanye music is not moving like it used to move. Okay. Kanye is starting to, which I think what this is, is a troll. All of this is a troll. The whole Trump stuff, when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, the mental health stuff, when it comes to everything, because his music is not moving like it used to. His clothes is trash. Trash clothes. All Kanye is banking on, what's his bread and butter right now? Are his shoes and Drake is affecting his shoe sale by saying, Don't wear no 350s around me, and also saying, Checks over stripes. So, this whole little thing and now, and now, Drake is at fault with one thing, and the one thing that he's at fault at is when he asked Kanye to clear. A record for him. Now this is the thing Drake. You can't sit back here. And say you would never work with this guy again. And that you're. You are completely done with Kanye. But then you ask him to clear a record for you. Come on dude. Like. I'm not going to sit here and omit you from this. You have to. If, if you say that you're done with him. You have to be completely done with him. If he got a record that he done for you and you want that record, there are a ton of other producers out here with with 40 being one of them. You know what I'm saying? That can clean a record up for you. You know what I'm saying? Even if that record is fire, yo, like that record is gone now. You have to let that record go. Okay. Um, so I put him at fault for that. And let's say Kanye is right. Okay, with the one thing of saying that he never gave Pusha T the information that he had a son and that it did come from 40. Does Drake owe him an apology? I still don't know if Drake owes him an apology because the thing is, what you have to realize is when it comes to this Wyoming stuff, right? Drake goes out to Wyoming with the with the impression in his head that because what the word was, was that Drake reached out to Kanye and uh, Kanye reached out to him, whichever one it was, saying that Kanye was like, I'll help you with your album, but I need to hear it. So Drake played on the album thinking that Kanye is going to help produce on the album, but he ended up only helping Kanye basically with the Ye album and they never even worked on his album. So that right there, if you know Kanye could be a shysty dude, 
I'm sorry, dude. You played yourself. You should have known you couldn't trust Kanye in the first place. So, but on top of that, you go out there and you help him with his album. Then he shit you on it. When Ye first came out, he didn't have Drake's name in the credits. And then once it became a big story, then he added R.B. Graham to the credits. So you already know, like, he can't be trusted. He's shysty. I need to stop involving myself with this guy. So you can't turn around here and ask him to clear a record for you. Like, no. But this whole little thing that Kanye is doing right now is a huge troll. Kanye is trolling everyone. Okay? And, like, I'm over it. Like, I'm so over it. I think that, um, I think that it's very entertaining. But what Kanye is doing is he's attaching. I think if you, if you really look at Kanye's career, now, look, I've, I've been a huge Kanye guy. I, I think when it comes to producing, Kanye is, he's, he's a great when it comes to producing. But he's always attached himself to people to skyrocket his career. Because if you think about it, from when when I noticed Kanye, who was he attached to? Jay-Z. Jay-Z is considered the greatest rapper ever. Okay? And with that attachment that can skyrocket your career. Then, also, another person, when, when he started coming out with his own music, who has he attached himself to? Rapper named uh, Most Deaf. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's always been attaching himself to great people. You know? And then now, when it comes to this trolling stuff, who are the two people that trolls? Well, three people that troll that Kanye attached himself to. The troll master of all, Donald Trump. Troll. A Twitter troll is what he is. Then who else he attached himself to and did a record with? Takashi 69. Troll. Who's in trouble now with the new news of being now? I mean, he's being attacked like crazy right now. He did a song with Lil Pump. Like, what are you doing doing songs with 19, 20, 22 year olds anyway when you're almost 40? Or you are 40. I think you are 40. Like, come on, dude. He's the ultimate troll. He's trolling all of us, man. But, um, I need to get into this Cardi B situation. Cardi B offset. Um, first and foremost, you feel for the child. Um, you know, that's involved. Offset, I already got like three kids already. Um, 26 year old guy, you know, um, he actually fesses up the cheating. And, you know, anytime a person gets caught up in cheating, you know, you, you feel bad for the other person. Because cheating is a selfish thing to do. I mean, let's just be honest. It's, it's the most selfish thing that any person could do when you put another person's feelings aside and you put yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're in a relationship, 
that's really the last thing you're supposed to do is put yourself first. Um, so Offset fucked up. Not only did he fuck up, like he got caught up in text messages and things like that with the dolls, but whichever doll it was. You know, talking about threesomes, all this stuff, man. It, it just got really public, you know. So, he got a public cheating situation going on. Um, so, Cardi B breaks up with him. She says it on Instagram. Now, this is the thing. Their whole relationship has been public Instagram-type material. Because you got to think about it. When, when, when Offset got caught up the first time, right? He got caught up the first time. What does he do? He proposed to Cardi B on stage. Anytime you propose to a person that that likes you, let's I'm not gonna say that Cardi B loved him at the time, but let's say she liked him at the time. You don't want to embarrass the person that you like, so you're gonna say yes when you a lot of the times at a public place. That's why I, I would I don't think this whole little stuff of proposing to someone at a at a game, you know, football, baseball, you know, basketball event or a concert. Anything like that when you do like a, you know, a public, you know, proposal. If you like that person and considering marrying that person, sometimes the girl is going to say yes. Okay, now the only thing that they did private was was the actual marriage. But everything was public when, they, when, when she got pregnant. It was all over Instagram, right? So, so when, so when they broke up, she put it. She put this long thing out on Instagram, whatever, talking about how her and, and Offset broke up. So then Offset goes on his Instagram page, talking about how much he loves her, how much he's sorry, how much he wants her back. And then the key thing about saying wanting her back is saying that he want her back for Christmas. Dude, you can never put a timeline on this thing. So he's talking about how he wants her back, how he loves her, sorry for embarrassing her, saying that yeah, I know I fucked up. He was like. You know, he was like, I, I I never had sex with him, but I know it was the act of going out to, you know, to even talk about or well, entertaining it is what he said. You know, he was like, I know I entertained it, but I never fucked him. That's not the point. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you get involved in talking about threesomes or, or whatever the case may be, you know, you, you, you've already entered, you entered the danger zone. Basically, you know what I'm saying? So, then, so, Cardi B's headlining, um, I forget what she's headlining at. Then all of a sudden, these speakers get rolled out onto the stage saying, Cardi, take me back. And then he comes out with a, uh, with a flower cake or whatever that damn thing was. So he comes out with that thing, right? You know, and then he says the very first thing to come out of his mouth, his mouth is, "I love you, bro." Yo, yo, let me tell you something. You don't walk up to a girl and say, "I love you, bro." What is that? I love you, bro. That's wild, yo. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure that's just how Offset talks. You know what I mean? Like, that's just 
you know, he's an ad-lib guy. You know, it probably just came out, slipped out. Cardi B wasn't happy, yo. And I don't blame Cardi B for not being happy because he's talking on the mic. She put her mic down. Then he put his mic down. And she was ripping him a new asshole. So then, social media, because that's what we do, because they have a public relationship. So she goes on there and tells her fans and everyone around the world to stop bashing him. You know, because he's begging to get her back and stuff. Uh, I don't have a problem with him begging to get her back. I mean, if, if if you know you screwed up and you want the person back that you want, I think you should do whatever you have to do to try to get that person back. Um, but within saying that, she is an entertainer. She is headlining a show. This is her job. This is how she makes her money. You don't roll up on her while she's making her money, man. That's not what you do. That was not the time and it was not the place. Now, even if she works a regular job, like. Now, granted, people talk, you know, I'm pretty sure if a girl working a regular job, she goes to a job, tell all her little friends. So, like, if you were to show up to a girl's job, and you know, with flowers and, you know, all kinds of things like that. You know, you shouldn't worry about the, you know, the office talk or whatever about, oh, man, he really fucked up. Look, and now he's bringing flowers to the job. Like, that, if, if, if your girl is what you want, that should not be the problem. So, but in this type of situation with her being an entertainer, let's say she was on a movie set for a movie where you're going to show up to the movie set. You know what I'm saying? With flowers and stuff, rolling out speakers. Or rolling out, whatever, talking about taking me back. Like, no, you don't do that. Now, with them being involved in the same team, and you got to think about it, these speakers were huge. So there was people at that concert that knew what Offset was doing, and nobody said, yo, this is not going to be a good idea. Because from, from what it feels like, it looked like he hadn't seen her in a while. And also, what it felt like is they haven't talked in a while. Not only that, someone should have told him, look, this is not a good idea. I don't think you can show up to her show and do this. This is not going to be the time and the place. You know, now, you know, then Offset Dad comes out talking about, you know, what he's talking about. Like, as a parent, I don't think you should get involved in your child's relationship when it comes to, especially when your child was the one that was cheating. Like, I don't think you get involved in that. I think you let it go. I think you say, son, you know, you fucked up. I know you want her back. Do what you need to do. To get her back, I can't help you with this. Alright? It did what it did. Now, what he said, he had some he had some points, but he also crossed the line too with certain things. Because what if they get back together? Now you have to patch up something with your daughter-in-law. And now she has a problem with her father-in-law. That's why you never get involved as a parent. Alright? So that's that. But I guarantee you, 
I won't say I guarantee you. I just feel like there are going to be some people that's going to get fired that was involved in that whole little thing. So, look, man, my gut feeling, my gut feeling is they make it back together, but I think it's going to be some time. I think Cardi is going to do what she do right now. She's hot. You know, um, she got her new video coming out, the money video. I seen like a picture of it. She's like half butt naked on top of three girls. She's walking, not wilding, but she's doing what she want. Like, you know, at first I wasn't going to post any pictures of the baby. But the very first thing she do after she do that video saying that they're breaking up. She posted a picture of culture. So I think that she's going to do some stuff in spite right now. But do I think they eventually may get back together? I, I think that with, with time, they may get back together. But I think Offset is going to have to be, be on his P's and Q's for a while if he's going to get this woman back. And he's going to have to eat some stuff. He's going to have to eat it when he see Cardi B out here just basically doing what she do. I mean, there's just some stuff you're going to have to be like, you know what? I fucked up. I basically, I deserve this, you know, what's going on in me right now. And that's a situation where, you know, you're just going to have to sit back and just be like, you know what? If you really love her, you'll sit back, give it time, eat whatever the stuff that she's going to do that you're not going to like. And you're just going to have to let that situation be, you know, it is what it is. All right, man, I'm going to get into my last thing. And that is the Jacquees kid. I'm going to tell you something. I don't even know who this kid is. All right? Never even heard of him. So he comes out a few weeks ago and says that he is the king of R&B. Then he switches it up and says, then I'm the king of R&B age 18, 18 through 25 or 26 or something like that. Then he had a little run-in with Key Sweat backstage somewhere and said he's the king of R&B of the new age or whatever. And <laughs> Keith Sweat was just basically like, yo, I'm the king of getting this bag. And then, like, so this whole little thing comes about, about new school, old school, and all this stuff. Look, let me tell you something. I don't think that there's a king of R&B, but I think that, when when you when you look at what what I do like about it is that R and B is back in the conversation. Okay, I am a huge R and B guy. I love R and B music. I'm R and B to to a default, really. Um, but when when I think about kings, well, I'm saying kings plural with the Ness. Um, I think that. Let me go with my all all time kings of, of R&B. Now, these are not kings. I would say who the kings are, but I'm just going to rattle off some names, okay? I mean, look, you got Al Green. Now, I got a confession to make when it comes to Al Green, okay? So, back when I was... Mm, I think I was in middle school. So, my aunt... My Aunt Rosie, I'm about to confess, I stole something from me. Alright? So I listened to this CD, the Al Green Greatest Hit CD. Love that CD. 
and I eventually stole it from her. So if you ever was looking for that Al Green ZD, I stole it from you. I'm sorry. That's one of the best albums I've ever heard. Even though it's a greatest hits album, love that. Al Green, the man, all right? You got Al Green, Anthony Hamilton, Babyface, Bobby Brown, Charlie Wilson, Frankie Beverly, you know, from Frankie Beverly and Maze. You got John Legend, you know, you got Johnny Gill, you got Justin Timberlake. Yes, I'm putting Justin Timberlake in there because he does have some R&B hits. Um, I'm going to put these, I'm going to lump them together, man. You know, KC and JoJo, man, I'm sorry. Um, Key Sweat, you got Kim, you got Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, Michael McDonald. I'm going to put Michael Jackson in there. Because Michael Jackson started out with R&B, then he has some R&B music here and there, even though it turned more into pop. But if you think about it, you know, especially when he was a kid, you know, when with, with the Jackson Five, they was they was R&B heavy. Um, music Soul Child, look, Music Soul Child is probably my favorite artist of all time. If I have to say, uh, an artist. Look, I'm sorry, R. Kelly, yo, R. Kelly gave us too many hits. I know he's a pedophile, okay? We've seen him pissing on a 13-year-old girl. He married Aaliyah when she was 15. The dude got problems. But also, the dude got talent. I'm sorry. Um, Raheem Devon, Ralph Trousman, Raphael Sadiq. Raphael Sadiq of Tony, Tony, Tone. Yo, that's my man. Um... You know, Ronald Osley of the Osley Brothers, man. Robin Thicke, Stevie Wonder, Stokely of Mint Condition. He finally came out with an album two years ago. I've been waiting on a solo project from him. Um, Cisco. Y'all know Cisco of, of True Hill. Gotta give him some love. Teddy Pendergrass. Um, Tevin Campbell. Usher. Willie Hutch. Come on, man. Now, if I had to pick out the kings, like if I had to give you just a few kings of like the all-time guys, I mean, you know, I got to put Al Green in there. Um, You know I'm a biased guy, man. I got to put Stokely in there, even though all of his music is with Mick Condition, man. I'm sorry. Look, man, lead singers stand out. I gotta put Stokely in there. I gotta do music, Soul Child. Um, Raphael Sadiq, man. I know now. Raphael Sadiq got some albums. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, he got about like three, four albums. Um, but you know, but the work that he done with Tony, Tony, Tone. This dude is a legend, yo. And the producing that he does, remarkable. Um. Oh no, man! Like I'm gonna have to go Luther Vandross. I'm sorry, Luther, man, Luther. I gotta give it to Luther. You know, like those—they're kings, man. They're kings of R&B. Yo, now you want to talk about the new school now? You know, as far as these guys that are a little younger, are people that are not slightly there yet. You know what I'm saying? Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller is not there yet. He's coming. Now, I know he's this rapper slash R&B guy, you know, kind of like Drake, 
you know, kind of like, you know, um, uh, Tory Lanez. The difference, the reason why I mentioned Bryson Tiller is because Bryson has came out with an album that's really all R&B. Okay, so that's why I would say Bryson Tiller. But the thing is, Bryson has not been out long enough. But Bryson is on the way. He's been out here longer than this Jacquees kid. I can tell you that. Um, Daily. Now, Daily is more on the underground type stuff because he's more of that neo soul. You know, kind of like Raheem Devine. Um, you know what I'm saying? Music soul child. Like they, they, they're just music that you call neo soul. And neo soul is not getting the love because this is the thing. You want to know what neo soul means to me? It means to me two things. Number one, it has a 90s feel to it. And number two, it's about love. All these other people, they don't sing about love anymore. It's all about fucking somebody. Like, like that's what it is. Like, they don't they don't sing about it. And then when they're singing about it, it's, it's always your girl, your baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always somebody else's. You're always messing around with somebody else's girl. It's, it's never yours. You're never trying to get someone back. There is no begging anymore. Like Keith Sweat's like the last dude to beg a girl. You know? So it's like Neo Soul is not getting that love because like the new generation ain't really about love. So but daily though, daily's good. Frank Ocean, man, I gotta give it to him. I heard someone talking about Frank Ocean the other the other week, and they were saying that. You know, Frank Ocean, I think it was on the Joe Button podcast. He was saying that Frank ain't got enough albums. Now, Frank got three albums. Now, his first one was a classic. You know, Channel Orange was a classic. Um, now, he came out with Blonde and the other one. Now, I really only like like one song on Blonde, but the other album was better. I can't even remember the name of it. But Frank Ocean, man, got some talent, man. And I'm going to tell you something else. That dude can kill a hook. But Frank is on his way. Um... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx got some great albums. Great music. Now, people skip over Jamie because, you know, him as an actor, you know, Jamie's, the, Jamie's that, that threat, though, like quadruple threat. I mean, he's a singer. He's an actor. He, um, he do stand-up. Like, Jamie can do, like, anything. He's like, play instruments. This dude won an Oscar. He can switch his voice up and sing like Ray Charles. Like, come on. Jamie Foxx. I don't know. I, you probably could put him with all time. But, you know, I just put him on this side. Jeremiah. He's on his way. Now, this is my thing with Jeremiah. I, I tend to like Jeremiah on other people's records than his own. But Jeremiah is one of those dudes who have the voice to take over. But I don't think he really have the production to take over. That leads me to my next guy. When it comes to voice, when it comes to vocal talent, when it comes to a unique voice, Lloyd, hands down. I think Lloyd, Lloyd, to me, Lloyd could take over the game. But for some odd reason, look, I don't know who did the album Street Love. He needs to go back to whoever did that album. That album was great. The problem that I have with Lloyd is it's the music. 
But as far as vocal talent, Lloyd is almost second to none when it comes to me. Lloyd, now he now he's one of those guys who don't have the numbers. He don't have no platinum albums. I don't even think he have an album that went gold. Street Love might have went gold. He don't sell records. But you want to talk about talent-wise? Lord, is that deal. I'm going to tell you someone who's on their way. Mac Wiles is on his way. That last album he came out with back in 2016, great album. Great album. And now he's another guy that's an actor, you know, gone into gone sing. I don't know which one he did first. Duke is sing, Duke Knack. Um, But Mac Wiles. This is a guy who's already there to me. And that's Miguel. Miguel is a very talented dude. Um, I would say when you when you speak of new school or whatever you want to call it, Miguel is, is going to be really like at the top of that list. You know, he, he's giving you the albums. He's giving you the music. Miguel is, is seriously that guy. Neo. Now, Neo has been out for a while. You know, he's been in his songwriting bag lately. But Neo, Neo's that guy. You know, um, you want to sit here and talk about kings of R&B of the new generation, Jacquees, you need to sit down. And I haven't been hearing a lot of people mentioning Neo's name. Neo got some great music out there. Um, a guy that's coming. It's Sir. Sir came out with a good project um November. Sir, he's on his way, man. Just like uh 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 what's the name? De Devin Terrell, I believe. You know, he's only had one project, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um I gotta give it to him, man. Trey Songs. Trey Songs, yo. Um as of late to me, just to me. He's been slacking a little bit. Now, he hasn't had an album in a while. He has some, some personal troubles. You know, he kind of haven't been really coming out with music. But Trey Songz, I've gave you some joints, man. He gave you some joints. You got to give it to the man. Now, I'm going to mention these people because they, they, they go in and out. It's like they're interchangeable. Chris Brown and The Weeknd. Now, a lot of people have been mentioning Chris Brown. The, the the only thing with Chris is it's like Chris is, 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 is going like his albums are going in and out of pop and, and R&B music you know so and then people say the same thing about The Weeknd they said that The Weeknd is going in and out you know you can listen to you can put them together Chris Chris and The Weeknd, you can listen to two songs that are R&B on an album, and then it'll go into two or three songs that are pop. Then it'll go to another R&B track. It's just going back and forth, and you know what I'm saying? They're not really staying in that lane of R&B music. But I had to mention those guys, man. Uh, I don't think there's one king of R&B, and I don't think that you have to be a solo act to surpass, I mean, look, we mentioned Andre 3000 when it comes to rappers. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I don't think that if, if you don't have a lot of um, 
if you don't have a lot of solo projects or a lot of solo work, you know, that's the thing about lead singers, man. Lead singers stand out in a group. I mean, no, like Ralph Tresman never had any great solo projects, but his talent with New Edition was so good, he stood out in that group. Well, his voice stood out in that group. Um, I mean, that Bobby Brown, he had a lot of, you know, you know, uh, solo success. People slip on Bobby Brown. Like, you know, people, you know, Bobby Brown, you know, because of the troubles that came, his relationship with Whitney and all that type stuff, you know, we get sidetracked. But Bobby Brown has some hits, you know. But this whole little conversation of, look, I'm glad Jacques did say it because what it did is it opened up this conversation of R&B singers. You know, Tank came out, Tyrese came out, and I didn't even mention those guys. It's not that they're not good. And some other people that, I, that I, it just came to my mind. But um, Gerald LeVert, sorry, man. I am so sorry, people. I forgot about Gerald LeVert. Gerald LeVert was great. His dad was great in the OJs. But, um... But I mean, Tyrese has some. He he had a few hits. Um, just Tyrese's voice just never, you know, never didn't really do it for me like that. Um, and Tank didn't either. I mean, look, there were some other guys that I could have mentioned. They just didn't have enough work. Like Glenn Lewis had a track or two that I like. Carl um, Carl Thomas had some hits, but you know, it wasn't enough. Um, another guy. Darnell Jones. I mean, like, but the thing with Darnell Jones, I really only liked it one song by Darnell Jones. But I'm glad that this conversation opened up because, you know what I'm saying? Because R&B people need that love. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we're talking about pop music. We talk about rap music. But, you know, the R&B guys tend to get, you know, shoved to the side. So I'm glad that Jacquees did say what he said to open up this conversation to have these R&B guys to come out and be like, yo, I've been putting in work for a long time. And um, so I'm glad that the conversation was brought up so some of these guys can get brought up. Um, but, man, that's all I got, man, for uh, for 28 minutes or less, man. Um, well, I will say this because, you know, Christmas is next week. Um, I'm going to be taking some time off when it comes to um, – the stolen time podcast and um this podcast here i'm not going i'm not going to drop one next week um you know since i'm mentioning christmas you know i was i was talking to uh, my homeboy the other day i was like look let me tell you something i said the three all-time best christmas movies of all time is for me home alone two lost in new york hands down my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Kevin, Marv, like, yo, hilarious. Um, Friday After Next, yes, my list is different, all right? Friday After Next was funny as hell. Ice Cube, Mike Epps, Money Mike, Cat Williams, you know what I'm saying? Damon, you know, I am a boy, Damon. I'm telling you, that jump was hilarious. Um, then I'm going to have to go to a movie that's actually really about Christmas. It's This Christmas. That movie was great. I've watched This Christmas like three times in the last two weeks. 
Don't tell nobody. Love that movie. Great cast. The cast in that movie. I mean, you got Idris Elba. You got Chris Brown. You got uh, um, uh, Regina King. You got Lauren London. You got my all-time favorite movie mom, Lorene Undervine. Like, I forget what my man name that was in um that was in um Gone in sixty seconds. The guy, the guy that played the black cop, I forget his name. He was in that. Um, uh, uh, dang, I forget my uh, 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 Columbus Short. Like, man, it seemed like uh, Makai Pfeiffer. Everybody was in that movie, man. This Christmas was a great movie. But like I said, we got Christmas coming up next Tuesday. Um, so. Now, if you listen to the Stolen Time podcast, I may, I haven't made the decision yet, but I may come out with a best of 2018. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet, but if I do it, it might be at the beginning of the year or it could come after I do the first podcast of um, the uh, new year. I haven't figured it out yet, Um, but, you know, happy holidays to everyone. You know, Happy New Year's. Um, you know, I will be getting into some other stuff a little later. But um, but first thing I want to do, man, I want to shout out to Casey, man. You know, Casey supplied all the music that you heard. I've only played three songs this week. Um, but, you know, I'm going to have to get Casey in the lab to cook me up some new stuff. But I appreciate everything you do, man. Another year down um, with the podcast. And having all of his support throughout all of this, man, he makes it a whole lot easier for me to even do this podcast. You know, with all his suggestions, points, everything that we talk about, he does not know how much he helps me out when it comes to this podcast. Um, Also, man, shout out to my co-host, Uncle Washington, you know, my co-host on the Stolen Time podcast. You know, he's really my uncle for the people that don't know. Um, You know, we, we put in great work. We do great things. Um, so shout out to him. Also, shout out to the Already Home podcast. You know, Scoops Bronson, Detroit Gang. You know, um, you know, I hit Gang up. You know, I appreciate their support that they talk, had on the last one that they did. Um, I, like I told him, he, he's going to be up. Um, we pro- I'm probably going to do him on the Stolen Time podcast when I have him on. But, um, but also, Scoops, man, like, you know, I, re- I can reach out to him at any time. He gives me feedback. He gives me confidence. He gives me anything that I need, you know what I'm saying, from a person that I consider a friend. So I appreciate them. I appreciate their support on the uh, Already Home podcast. You can check them out every Sunday, you know what I'm saying, at all platforms. And also, Scoops Bronson also do a single podcast, kind of like I do this 28 Minutes or Less, called 15 Minutes of Fame. So also check that out. Um, shout out to Sinclair, man. You know, um, a guy that you go that you hear frequently on the um, Stolen Time podcast. So shout out to him. Also, shout out to my big homie Mark, man. That's my guy. Um, appreciate everything you do and all the support that you have for me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and end this thing, y'all. Uh, like I said, man. Merry Christmas to all the people, man. I hope everybody have a good holiday. And um, this was episode six of 28 Minutes or Less and your boy is out.